With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. Let's jump straight in. The most of the focus is obviously still on the Milan game, the performance, the victory. Some of the Milan players speaking about their experience at Anfield and their experience of playing this Liverpool team. And it's all incredibly high praise from AC Milan and their players towards the club, towards the fans. That's always good to see. Some of the fallout is that Divock could potentially miss this weekend in his press conference today. Jürgen said he's not sure if Divock will be available for this weekend. He did confirm that Roberto Firmino will not be available and Bobby looks like he could well miss games against Norwich in the Cup and Brentford next weekend because it's going to be middle of next week before he's back in training at the earliest. So that's not ideal. Obviously, big game this weekend. Crystal Palace in the Premier League at home. Palace are a team that we've had some interesting games with last season. Obviously, we put a put a hammering on them. You can go back through the years. There's always an interesting game or two against Palace most seasons. Even when Hodgson was in charge, we still managed to find a way to have interesting games with them. Uh, to jump around the Liverpool websites, obviously the club account... They are trying to get you to buy the new yellow kit because, of course, they are. There's some information which is very, very important about the new ticket system. And this is also, I believe, the last game in which people are going to be able to pass tickets on to you. So, Harinder on the Liverpool Discord. The passing of tickets by email email or name will be closed. Crystal Palace is supposedly the last game that it can be done for. I suspect that late sales for that match may not be part of that. The next bulk sale of tickets for home matches till the end of the year is on Wednesday of next week. The first home match after that sale is Manchester City. That should revert to the system allocation to pre-named friends and family. So be careful and wary of anyone that says they can guarantee you a ticket for fixtures. It's not like other seasons anymore when someone can give you their card. And Harinder is very, very close to the ticket situation. So you can take that information as gospel. After this one, be really careful who you're buying tickets from. Be really careful that they're actually going to be valid and that you're actually going to be able to get in with them. But this game is should be okay if you're picking up a ticket late on or you're picking up a ticket from a friend. Um, like I say, the club website has good information as well on how to use the ticket and everything like that because there's obviously been some major issues since it was brought in. Uh, Jurgen has also spoken out on Joel Matip and centre back rotation, so it'll be interesting to see what he does this weekend uh, at centre back and probably at left back as well, where Costas could come in, potentially give Costas this game and Norwich, and then have Robbo back in for Brentford or he may play Robbo this week play Costas Wednesday or Tuesday Tuesday 
and next Saturday, and then bring Robbo back for the Champions League in the City game. Going to be interested to see how he does that. Going to be interested, obviously, at centre-back. We saw Matip and Gomez during the week. Will we see Kanate making his debut next to Virgil this weekend? That would seem to be the logical thing to do. And then play Kanate and Gomez against Norwich. And then Matip and Virgil against Brentford. That would seem to be the obvious thing to do. But we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be an interesting one. It's good that he has the options this year. But he will need to use them, obviously, to keep everybody fit through these these hectic weeks of schedules. We do have an international break coming up. So some of the centre-backs will get a nice rest during that. Joel, you'd imagine Joe probably won't make the England squad just yet. Kanate won't make the French squad. I think he's past the age for the 21s. I could be wrong. I think he is past the age now for the 21s. Um, so that law will be very interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how he handles the midfield this weekend. We know that over the last few years, when Jordan Henderson has started back-to-back games in a short period of time, he's gotten injured. So he didn't start against Leeds. He did start against Milan. I think the safe money is that he won't start this one. Maybe he sits this one out. Comes off the bench maybe around 60. And then doesn't play midweek against Norwich in the Cup. And then plays against, starts against Bright, uh, against Brentford. That would probably be the smartest way to do it. Then he could maybe sit out the Cup, the, the Champions League rather, and start against City. I, I think that's how Klopp might try and manage his minutes. Because he's going to have to this year. Uh, who plays in midfield will be of interest. Of course, Thiago. Didn't start against Milan. Should start this one, you'd guess. Naby could start this one. Played very well against Milan. Came off around 70. So maybe he gets to start here alongside Thiago and probably Fabinho. I think everybody's been waiting to see that midfield as well. So that one could be fun. And then up front, if Divock is fit, does he get another start? You'd assume Sadio comes back in. Taki was back on the bench for the midweek game. So maybe he gets a start instead of Diogo Jota. And maybe he goes with Salah, Taki and Mane as a front three. He has options though. Early season he has options. It's a game we should win. Home game against Palace is always a game you should win. Now, they had a great great result last weekend. They beat Spurs 3-0. They were aided by the red card to Jaffet Tanganga. But they were the better team before the red card. It just took that red card to help them break them down. But they did play very well from the start to finish. Eduard looked very dangerous coming off the bench. Zaha has started the season playing very, very well. Looks really lively. They've got Michael Elise to come back into the team. Conor Gallagher's playing well in midfield, as is James MacArthur. He's done well against us before. They have some question marks at fullback. And the centre-backs are still getting to know each other. So. There will be opportunities in that defence, and you have to remember what we did to them last year at Selhurst Park. If we can do something similar, I think it would really set us up nicely moving forward because some of our rivals have had big wins. We haven't had that big win yet, and it would be nice to get it against Palace at home this weekend. Uh, On to Liverpool.com. Liverpool cannot escape Mohamed Salah questions as Jurgen Klopp issues Firmino uh, update. Obviously, 
a lot of questions now about Mo Salah's contract. He's the one remaining name that didn't get done during the summer. I think it's probably a case they're waiting to get him done before they look at the Mane and Firmino situations, as well as Naby Keita and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. There's a lot of question marks over that 2023 summer still, but Salah's are the biggest ones, obviously. He's one of our two best players, along with Virgil. He's one of the world-class players that we have in the team, one of the core members of the group that's responsible for us winning winning the Champions League and Premier League. You'd like to think that contract gets done fairly soon so it doesn't drag on. There's a couple of other pieces here. Um, piece about p- potentially Curtis Jones becoming an option in the front three. Might make sense. There's not really a fit for him in midfield in a Jurgen Klopp team. He has tried to adapt. He's probably better suited to the right-hand side role, but Henderson can only play that role. Harvey was playing that role and had kind of made it his own a little bit. Um, the left-hand side role doesn't suit him as much, and Thiago and, and Naby are there. He's not going to play the number six position. So maybe making him into a left-sided forward could be an option in the short term. He played there quite a bit at underage level. And he was very, very effective. So it's an interesting one for for Jürgen to, to look at. It's an opportunity for Curtis to stake a claim for more minutes. And there's a really good piece by Matt Addison about Kate Gordon and his relationship with Trent and how Trent has almost taken on a mentor role there, which is really good to see from somebody that I think a lot of people believe will one day captain the club. I think that's Trent has been very open that that's his dream as well. Uh, again, with this is Anfield. There's some stuff from Wednesday night's game. Five things spotted by Liverpool's fan, Liverpool fans um, from the game. That's a good read. There's also a piece called Dear Anfield, a fan's message after a 554-day absence which is well worth your while. And then there's some preview stuff for this weekend, of course. On AnfieldIndex.com, there are two really good articles. One from Stephen Smith about Daniel Sturridge, which is a must-read, genuinely a must-read. And I have to say, with Sturridge currently not having a club, there's part of me that I just love us to re-sign him, just to have him back in the shirt. I absolutely love Daniel Sturridge. What a player he was for us. Uh, there's also a really, really good profile of Kareem Adeyemi by Sam Maguire. Sam's always, always top quality. Make sure you check that one out as well. Podcast-wise, we have the main Anfield Index Pro Anfield Index podcast, which I think has been recorded today. I could be wrong. I think it's recorded today and out this evening. I could be wrong on that, but I think it's due out in the next day or so. Um, There is also some new stuff on Anfield Index Pro. So there is the rival recon for Crystal Palace with Harry Setti, the scouted for Palace with myself and Carl Matchett. There is a Euro incision pod. Uh, Guy Drinkle stepping in for Nina, who's enjoying a few days off. 
uh, to host Themis and have a look back at the AC Milan game and the latest Molby on the spot. The legend that is Trev Downey and some fella called Jan. And there, they've put together a podcast looking back at the Leeds win, the Milan win, and ahead to Crystal Palace. It's always, always a good show when Jan and Trevor together. So do check that one out. And that's basically it for the weekend. I'll be back Monday. Enjoy your few days off work if you are off work. If not, get through it with a win from the Reds. See you Monday. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.